You are listening to the Woman in the Word podcast. As always, I hope that you enjoy and I pray that this talk blesses you. Speak soon. Hello everyone, my name is Brie Antonia and this is the Woman and the Word podcast. Now we are back with another episode and today's discussion is about an idea and an analogy that was revealed to me this year and it's one that I've just fallen in love with. I'm still somewhat meditating on it because I think I think God is still revealing the depth of this message to me and I also feel like he's calling me to preach about it very very soon so I'm, I'm still studying it for that but it's just so beautiful that I had to share it before then like I had to to get it out and I think it's the perfect second episode so I guess it will somewhat be a testimony as well as me just encouraging you all with three takeaways I've been blessed with and then once I've preached you know maybe I'll come back and share the full message then but right now I want to give you these three takeaways that I just think are so so groundbreaking So I guess I'll start right from the beginning. So earlier on this year, just before the first ever lockdown, uh, so this must have been around like February times, I became a plant mum. Okay, so (laughs) for those of you who don't know, a plant mum, is someone who owns a significant number of plants and cares for them deeply. All right, these plants are usually kept inside to be close to their surrogate mother. (laughs) Very, very extra, I know. But that's that's what the term plant mum means. That's what the internet says. Now, naturally, like, I can barely take care of myself. So, like, I definitely did not choose to be a plant mum. I can't look after anything long term like that's the reason why I've never had pets don't want to have pets I just can't do it it's just not it's not part of my my makeup so you know the most I would do is maybe buy flowers you know put them on a put them in a nice vase on my desk at work flowers have a short lifespan anyway you know once they've been cut so it was always like that was easy for me that was an easy kind of middle ground for me that was my extent of you know relationship with nature Um, but my friend at work bless her heart, she got me the cutest cactus and said, hey, now you're a plant mum. Here you go. Here's a plant. You're a plant mum. Not a flower mum, but a plant mum. So anyway, lockdown comes and I'm gifted two more plants. So now I'm a plant mum of three babies, (laughs) three plant babies. And it all happened so fast. Motherhood was just sprung on me. But it ended up, you know, I ended up coming to terms with it. Um, And I started to really, really love them. You know, I, I started to water them all the time. Um, right at the beginning anyway um, I bought plant food to give them like extra nutrients and I even started to sing to them because apparently if you sing and you talk to them it helps them grow I don't know but she did it um, I was just in love but then but then out of out of nowhere <laughs> the leaves started to go brown and the soil started to rot and the water I'd poured in wasn't being soaked into the soil it was it would just sit on top of it and I was like huh wait like what I thought this was going so well (laughs) what what happened so I go to my mum to ask her about it because she was quite the plant mum growing up and she says to me she says Brie each and every plant is different like you've got to see the specific needs of that plant and see what they are 
So I was like, oh, okay, didn't know that. So I had to start researching, okay, what plants did I have? What do they need? When do they need to be watered, etc. And I saw that, you know, while one needs to be watered far more frequently and it needs to have more direct sunlight, the other needs to have indirect sunlight and it only needs, you know, monthly watering sessions. You know, all the plants were very, very different. Now, one thing that struck me though, despite this, you know, when, when the plants started to turn brown and they were just dying, <laughs> you know, it struck me that their, their well-being or lack thereof was a reflection of me or rather a reflection of my behavior and my treatment. These plants were dying because of how I was treating them. There was a direct correlation to the well-being of the plant and me. I was the reason why their plants were turning brown, you know, because I, I just kept forgetting to water them. <laughs> and then, and then their, their roots started to rot because I overwatered them after I realized that I'd forgotten to water them. And it, it was just this vicious cycle. And so I realized that, you know, as judgmental as it may sound, what I was giving them, the way I was looking after them, it was inadequate. It was, it was inadequate and it wasn't helping them. It wasn't conducive to them being healthy plants. You know, it was inadequate for them to thrive. Now, while all, all of this is happening, because remember, this is over the course of 2020. I, I got it back in February. While this is happening, I came across, more so recently, and, and when I say recently, I mean like within the last couple of months, I came across and have been meditating on two pieces of scripture. Okay, and the first one I fell in love with around August time, and that was Jeremiah 17 verses 7 to 8, which reads, But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes, its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So that was the first one. Now, more recently, and as in the last three weeks, I um, came across Psalm 52. I was doing like a midweek fast and I just opened my Bible and I was just going, you know, with the flow and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me to scripture. And I landed on Psalm 52 and I read it and look at verse eight. Verse eight of Psalm 52 says, but I am like an olive tree flourishing in the house of God. I trust in God's unfailing love forever and ever so I was like wow okay I've got these two pieces of scripture that really really have resonated with my spirit and both of them speak to us followers of Christ children of God being plants or trees and it it uses that analogy for our relationship with God or how we will be or should be as a result of our relationship with God or a relationship with God right And for this to resonate with me so much during a time when I'm physically handling and having to deal with plants and really understanding the way they grow and and how easily they can wither and how much you really need to watch what you give them or how much you're giving them. It just added a whole new layer of relatability. Um, And (laughs) bear with me because this is going to get a bit abstract, but I couldn't help but think that The same way my plants and their lack of health gave away the personality and the priorities of their owner, right? The same way you looking at my plants, you can see that I don't take care of them. You can tell that their owner is not looking after them. The Bible says that, you know, in effect, our lives are the same. 
if we look at Jeremiah 17 verses 7 to 8, it says that when we trust in God, we are like trees planted by water. Our roots are sent out to the stream. And so our leaves, as a result of that, are always green and we never fail to bear fruit. Meaning if our leaves aren't green, if we are failing to bear fruit, we can therefore ask the question, well, where are we planted? Where are our roots getting their nutrients from? Are we trusting in God? Who are we trusting in? Because according to the Bible's formula, if we trust in God, these are the results. Leaves are green. We bear fruit. So if we're not doing those things, something earlier on in the equation is off. Again, well, where are we planted? Are we trusting in God? Where are we getting our nutrients from? And I guess I'm I'm saying all of this to say, you know, one thing I've realized about 2020 is that a lot of us are slash were rooted in the world. That's just the long and short of it. You know, our stability came from the world. Our security came from the world. Our hope and happiness came from the world. And when I say like us, I'm 100% I'm including myself because me as a Christian who preached, who did Bible study, who, you know, everyone knows my faith with God, even me, you know, I will admit that I found out this year that, no, I'm far more rooted in the world than I thought I was. And 2020 has shown me how inadequate the world how unreliable the world is to provide such nutrients like that it it can't do it it can't it's too unreliable again taking it back to the analogy if we were trees rooted in the world then 2020 would have left us with dead leaves and rotten soil okay it would have left us with very brown dead crispy leaves withered leaves and rotten soil because 2020 has been a year of drought and the heat has definitely come. And the world cannot give us the nutrients we really need to get through these seasons of life. It's not an adequate source of nutrients. The world is not an adequate source of nutrients. It was never supposed to be. God was and is always supposed to be where we get our stability from, where we get our security from, where we get our strength, our light, our water our sustenance and everything else we need to thrive he is meant to be that for us it's supposed to come from God and so for me when I realized that my leaves were turning brown this year and you know they were withering um, I had to ask myself those questions well where am I rooted where am I planted right now and I guess that's what I want to ask you too where have you been planted this year has it been in the house of God has it been in the garden of God or has it been in the world For today's episode, I want to explore three takeaways that I've discovered through trying to answer those very questions um, about whether or not I'm, I'm actually planted in the garden of God. So let's get into it. Now, according to Google, to be planted or to plant is to put in the ground so that something can grow and I love 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 that definition because it really shows purpose right you're not just planted for fun it's not for banter the goal is that something is produced okay something is grown um, as a result of that planting and that is the first takeaway I want to share with you there is purpose in being planted and the purpose is for us to grow and thrive in Christ There are so many pieces of scripture 
that speak to God wanting us to multiply, to increase, to grow, to produce. And I think those same principles are applicable to being grounded and planted in Christ. I believe God wants us to be planted in him so that we can grow and bear fruit despite the season we're in. Despite the year it's been, 2020 has for sure been a year of drought. And the Bible tells me that even so, even in that year of drought, even with that heat, I can have green leaves, I can bear fruit because I'm planted in God and I'm planted by trusting in him and having confidence in him, not the world, but in him. And I think that for me has always been my, I don't, I guess strength is quite a lazy word, but I would say it's always been, yeah, okay, it's been my strength in my walk with Christ. Every season that I'm in, every, every place that I find myself in, in life, my first question is, Father God, what's the reason? What am I meant to learn from this? How am I growing from this? Because I know that that is God's purpose for me. There is purpose in planting. So wherever God has me rooted, wherever he has me planted, wherever he, he allows me to go, if, it's, if it challenges me, if it's hard, if it's difficult, my first question is, God, what, what, what do you want me to do with this? What do you want me to get from this? What is the purpose? And that was my same question with coronavirus. Of course, I, I don't know and I don't feel like God has given me an answer in terms of the entire world. But definitely in terms of my life and some of the things I've gone through and had to overcome this year, I've definitely, I feel like God has definitely shown me the reason why I've, I've had to go through certain things in 2020, in this year of drought. And that has been my peace. That has been my, my security. God's answer, God's revelation has been my security because I'm like, Lord, as hard as this is, as hard as the drought is, as hot as the heat is, I can bear fruit. I, my leaves can be green because I know that this is, there's purpose in this. You want me to grow from this. You want me to leave with something out of this season. Let that be your motivation. Let that be your peace. Let that be your security and your stability. That answer from God about what this season is for. How does God want you to return to the world when things are normal again, what does he want you to be like? What what qualities does he want to add on to your life? What what fruit does he want to have grown in that time? Ask God that question because there is purpose in being planted. So that's my first takeaway. <laughs> okay, so my second takeaway is... I guess it speaks to a question that you may have for me, actually, um, because you may be thinking like, OK, so I, I recognize that I'm not planted. How do I get planted in God? Or another question may be like, OK, cool, I'm planted. But how do I remain planted? Like, what is the act of being planted? And that's what I want to share with you all as the second takeaway. We have to be intentional about being planted and grounded and rooted in God. OK, Jeremiah 17 verse 8 tells us that the tree that's planted by the water, it sends out its roots. There's an intentional action there. It sends its roots out to the stream so that it can get the water it needs for the year of drought. Have you been sending out your roots? And if so, where? <laughs> I will be oh so honest with you. I started off the year strong, even over um, Easter, after Easter, as recently as August. Um, I was definitely sending my my roots out to the stream. I was being intentional. I was doing Bible study. I was in my word. I was praying. I was fasting. I was making sure that I was being filled up with the nutrients of God and not of this world. However you know it was there's been moments that it has not been like that at all like at all um 
so that's what I realized like okay you know God is good and God is awesome but we we also have to do our part in being intentional about sending our roots out do you not feel planted do you think that no I'm not planted in God right now okay have a look at where your roots are where are you soaking in your nutrients what's giving you stability right now what's giving you security and joy and hope right now is it God or is it the world for me I realized that I I was looking to the world for aspiration I was looking to the world for a vision for myself and my life. Um, I was looking to the world this year for peace of mind, especially in terms of coronavirus. Instead of me saying, okay, God, what do you want from me in terms of my career? What, where do you want to take me? Where are you calling me? God, what is your vision for my life now? God, um, can you give me um, wisdom and protection to act responsibly during this pandemic? Instead of doing those things and asking those questions and seeking God and sending out my roots to him, for God to speak to me and answer, I was looking to the world. I was looking to the news. I was looking to pop culture. I was looking to trends. I was looking to all these transient, just useless things. Um, and, and again, useless in the context of, of what we're talking about. They're, they're nice in the moment. I'm, I'm definitely not saying, you, you know, cut yourself off, off from the world. But it's just knowing what purpose it serves. I can be in pop culture. I work in pop culture and that's fine. But I'm not rooted in that. My roots go far, far, far deeper than trends and what's in right now, or what isn't in right now. Okay, and so I can't look to those trends to give me purpose and vision. No, I have to look to God. God will sustain me. God will keep me going. Because the error with sending your roots out to the world is that it's cyclical. It's ever changing. You know, that's why people say, try not to base any decision you make on a trend. <laughs> like, because as quickly as that trend came is as quickly as it will leave and be replaced. The world may set you up good for one season. But when the heat comes, when it's a year of drought, then what happens? Your leaves turn brown. You fail to bear fruit. You wither. But with God, God is everlasting. He's never changing. In every season, his nutrients will sustain you. His water, his light, his nutrients, they, those things will abound and they will overflow and they will see you through every season so that you don't look like the season you've been through. You don't look like the drought you've been surviving. When your roots are sent out to God's waters, your tree doesn't look like what the world is going through. It looks like God. Your tree reflects Christ, Christ who overcame death, Christ who rose again from the grave. And that's the secret, right? I mean, it's not a secret, but that's like the secret ingredient, right? That's the magic. I don't even like that word, but that's the power. There we go. <laughs> that's the power, right? Sticking to the analogy, just, <laughs> you know me, I love an analogy. So sticking to the analogy, it's not the stream itself that will have you bearing fruit in the drought. It's not the stream itself that will allow your leaves to stay green. So yes, you should send your roots out to the stream, but the power isn't in the stream. The power is God, all right? It's his power that will keep your plants green and will allow you to bear fruit. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6 to 7, which says, I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. The power is God. See here, Paul planted, Apollos watered, so they did their part, right? They were intentional, but the power of growth is from God. Let us be intentional to send our roots to the stream, yes, so that the power of God can have its way and keep our leaves green and our fruit bearing. Let's be intentional, let's do our part, let's get in position, let's pray, let's study, let's fast, whatever it is for you. 
Plant yourself in God. Send your roots out to his stream and allow him to work in you. And so lastly, the third and final takeaway I have to share with you about being planted in God is about the fruit. Okay. And and maybe I'm speaking entirely to myself here because I know, you know, when I read this and when I was this when when this was revealed to me, I was like, okay, this is awesome, this is great. But um, what's the fruit? <laughs> like what, what okay, bearing fruit, what does that look like? How do I know if I'm bearing fruit or not? That was my question. And it's a valid one. I think it's a completely valid question. But it's one that I can't answer for you. What does bearing fruit look like for you? Ask God. God knows. You know, I love Psalm 1 verses 1 to 3. And it reads, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Ooh, I love it. Now notice in verse three, it says that the tree will yield its fruit in season. Not our fruit, not just fruit. It says its fruit making it specific to the tree if you're an olive tree you'll yield olives if you're an orange tree you'll yield oranges but the biggest scheme of the enemy is when he has an olive tree doubting themselves because they're not producing oranges or when he has an orange tree depressed because they're comparing themselves to olive trees i know i'm getting deep but but bear with me because (laughs) because This is so important and I feel like we've got to call the enemy out because this is his scheme. Your fruit, whatever that looks like, will be specific to you, your walk and your life. And if you want to know more about what that looks like, speak to God. He will know he created you. He crafted you in secrecy. He has the answer. Let him define that for you. For me, in my life, um, I see bearing fruit as doing work for God's kingdom and seeing a result from that work. I see fruit as breakthrough and deliverance. And I also see fruit as accomplishments, big or small. That's me. That's how I identify fruit in my life. Um, and that has been spirit led, I believe, that definition of what fruit is. Um, so, for example, I had a moment when um, I was meditating on Jeremiah 17 and I was so sad because I felt like I had completely missed what God intended for me in 2020. I felt like because I'd been rooted in the world and because I was planted in worldly things, I had somehow missed out on what God had for me. You know, whatever lesson he had for me to learn because I'd been wayward and just not keeping my eyes on him, I'd missed it. That's how I felt. But then I had to look about what bearing fruit was for me. And this year, it was definitely the podcast. You know, the, the fact that this podcast was birthed out of worship and prayer and God literally during worship spoke to me and told me to put this out well I mean there's a whole story behind it which I think is another episode but my goodness what fruit is that this is such fruit for me in my life right not anyone else's but for me this is huge fruit in the middle of a pandemic being able to launch something like this and keep it up despite you know we got a bit tired in August but you know we're back again that is fruit and that I'm telling you it is God alone it is not in my strength because she's tired she's tired and she's run down she's a little bit burnt out but in God's strength here I am completely completely in my life for me this is bearing fruit 
And again, even in terms of what I've learned about myself this year, you know, God told me, <laughs> God told me this year that I have a self-serving heart. And I'm not laughing because it's a good thing. That is absolutely horrific. But I laugh only because I was so taken aback. <laughs> I felt like, I was like, God, me? How, what? I don't, that's not true. But it's true. It is true. And, and God told me that, you know, now I'm doing the work to change that. God gave me that revelation and I'm doing the work to change that. That's fruit for me. In my eyes, that is fruit. You know, the work is not complete. It's not completely done. Okay, the fruit may not be full grown yet, but that's growth all the same. I am bearing fruit in that area, a thousand percent. You know, something is being produced in me and it's, it's slowly producing something out of me. That is fruit. What does bearing fruit look like to you? Find God, seek him, speak to him, ask him. Let him tell you what that is and let him help you do it. Okay, so as I said, there are just, <laughs> there are so, so many things and layers to this analogy um, about this topic. Um, I didn't even touch the surface, you know, like I, I didn't get onto pruning. I didn't get onto Jesus being the, you know, the true vine. But, you know, I'm going to continue studying this uh, for my sermon. And once I've shared that with my church, then maybe I'll do a follow up to finish off this message because there's just so much power in this this you know it's so incredibly powerful and it's it's really changing my life and the way I see myself and the, yeah the way I see myself existing in God and in his kingdom and in, in his garden but for now I hope these three takeaways have helped and blessed you remember there is purpose in being planted you also have to be intentional about being and remaining planted and then you have to look out for your fruit no one else's but yours and I've, I think that's a word for 2020 and a, and a word for our, our entire lives, our entire walk with Christ, you know. But what do you think? Let me know your thoughts and ideas. It'll be lovely to hear from you. And I don't really say that. People often like respond to me about what they think about the podcast, but it would be good to hear your thoughts. What do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? What fruit has God shown you in 2020? What have you learned about yourself in 2020 that you think is fruit? What do you think about being planted? Are you planted right now in the garden of God? Um, or do you feel uprooted? And if so, what are your plans to get back in God's soil? Um, you can message the woman in the world on Instagram, Facebook, or even email us, whatever works for you. But thank you so much for listening. As always, I pray and hope that this blessed you. Take care and until next time, goodbye.